was in the city Be back immediately to confiscate the money Fresh Alright. Bonjour. Salam. Konnichiwa. The boys of Greenwood are How back. How you living? How you living? 2017 official. Actually, real, real. It actually is 2017 this time, man. That is right. The new year. It's it's upon us. January 3rd, 2017. Can y'all believe it? How you living, Chaz? Pretty good. Congratulations on surviving 2016. Yeah, man. You as well, man. There was uh, a lot of casualties towards the end there, for sure. Uh, we came in under the wire. We made it. Right. High Hell five, yeah. bud. Mm. We did that. Um, we'll, do a, we'll do a cheers. 2016, dead and gone. And we're moving on. Uh, it's where we're at today. We're uh, we're live in an effect in the Greenwood Studios, episode three. That's right. And uh, I guess on the callbacks, I mean, we did the look forward episode yesterday or uh, last week. So I mean, the only thing that's happened since is uh, Carrie Fisher's. Mom died the following day after I we know. did that podcast. And did you hear that she said that she wanted to be with Carrie? Yeah. I don't like that. That's some that's right. some real real love stuff there, man. Right. So uh I guess the other children is chopped liver. Like right. they're just like, I won't be with y'all no more. <laughs> I mean she did write that uh screenplay postcards from the edge about the relationship with her mother. So Oh to some okay. Extent, yeah. Okay. So. I didn't know all about that. You know what? Maybe I am a very bad nerd because I don't know much about Carrie Fisher outside of Star Wars. Right. So yeah. Well, that's all right, man. You've got your uh, your alley. You stay in it. Your lanes, as they say. Um. But yeah, man. So uh, that was kind of part of the callback. I don't know. Do you remember anything that we touched on last week that we needed to uh, shed some more light for our callback section segment? Uh no. I think we what we need to do is we need to take better show notes about what we skipped. And then come back to it. That's what we're gonna do next time for y'all. Episode we'll call four, back our callbacks. We're gonna we're gonna actually have like legit callbacks. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this piece of paper. Okay. I'm gonna start writing stuff down when okay. I need to. When we have important things where it's like we should remember that. Okay, cool, man. I like that. I like that. He's keeping notes right there. It's this is uh visual here. He's got a paper and a pen. Um, yeah, I don't have any other callbacks other than the uh that that side note to uh, us talking about Carrie Fisher being added to the list. Uh, but 2017, man, and we arrived. Uh, how did your New Year's go? Oh, it went pretty well. I just um, I stayed here. Um, some friends came over, and we played a bunch of board games. Uh, we played Code Names. We played Jackbox Party Pack. Um, I played a friend in Street Fighter where other people played Sentinels of the Multiverse. It was chill. It was, nice. It was nerdy chill. We had a taco bar. There you go. Right? That's my kind of party, man. I like taco bars. Uh, all right. Well, uh... We we've closed up the uh the callback segment. We can move on to this episode. Um, I guess what I'm gonna say is this is the jump right in episode. This is the it's 2017. Let's jump right in. What do we gotta do? What do we gotta let the people know going forward? Now that we've made it here, what can we do? 2017 on the jump. Chaz, what are what are some hot topics for you right now? Okay, well, if you're in Seattle, right, because we're in Seattle, so we know this, so um, <clears throat> you guys should be getting in the mail soon a $100 voucher to put towards the campaign of anybody running for city council or city attorney. Now, 
on my Facebook page, I see a lot of people chiding city council, right? And, you know, city council probably doesn't understand everything that's going on. And I'm on a mailing list of a few city council members because I was really big on the push with Lyft right. um, a few years ago. So I started emailing them and such to get things going. So definitely this year we know that rent is still too sky high. And it doesn't seem like there's being much done to do it. So I would definitely say if you're, like, out here and, like, this rent is too high, we need to do something about it. You need to talk to the people who are already on city council, but also take a, a little bit to look at who's going to be running for your city council and see if they're talking about, you know, all the things that you care about. Cause Including I, the housing crisis. Right. Because I know there's some people. So I understand, like, if you're if you're not a transplant and you came here and you have a good paying job already, so you're not worried about it. But I was talking to the people who've, like, lived here for years. Yeah. And But lived here but didn't buy a house right okay right I, i'm talking about the people who are like they just moved here i don't know some time ago but they realize after a few years they've been here they're not getting any raises like it, cost of living's going co- up cost of living's going up too too much right yeah like we need to find out and especially like because i know people who are constituents and like magnolia are like i don't know what you mean about this housing crisis right but people in beacon hill they're like yo we're getting pushed out pushed out hard Right, so it's like there's definitely a different vibe depending on where you go in the city. So I definitely think there's going to be some markets where the incumbent is going to stay. But if you could shake up those markets, people, yeah, if you could shake up those and and find out who's representing you at the neighborhood associations as well. You, you know what? We're talking about this right now, but I think we need to go more in depth in this. I mean, I mean, sorry if you're not in Seattle and you're just like. Whoa. I mean, it's 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 applicable to to all modern cities in America right now. Mm-hmm. There there are different organizations that that run neighborhoods and advocate for these type of issues. So, you know, it's not just Seattle specific. I know uh, New York's going through a housing crisis. Yeah, as well. There's just it, it's so expensive there, and then San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I I hear what you're saying, and uh, we all can do more than that. I mean, we definitely. It's funny that we all pay attention to who's running for president and we don't pay attention for who's running for city council. And one of them votes on taxes that you actually pay. Right. And the other one just sits in an office 3,000 miles away in our case. So, I mean, in Philadelphia, a lot of uh, different places are doing it. I think New York started it, but Philadelphia just introduced a like a sugary uh, drinks tax and they're taxing you like a cent per fluid ounce or something like that, like Right. Like, I mean, I know they're incentivizing people uh, like who don't want to be fat fucks and stuff and be like, I'm drinking soda all day, right? Yeah. But but all you're doing, every time you tax low-end things like that, all you're doing is penalizing the poor, right? It's, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, everybody, it's like, because a lot of politicians are maybe like came from middle-class background or high-class background, right? And they just don't see how, like, what they're doing affects people who aren't living the standard way of life, right? Right, right. People who have eight people in the home. Yeah, like, people who are, like, struggling, people yeah. who are on their grind, and they on their grind just to, like, stay barely afloat, right? right? Like, they're on their tippy toes the entire time. Their feet are cramping. They're about to go under any minute, but they're still keeping it real. Right. Right, like, they don't – I'm talking about that, right? And right. And those are the people that this housing crisis affects the most, because those are the people that are living paycheck to paycheck. They can make rent, but as soon as rent goes up a hundred dollars, 
now they're struggling to make rent. Now they can't pay for that place. Now they have to move. The cost yeah. of moving isn't free. The cost, of, like That's at least, the, at least we're doing something about that, though. Yeah. At least we have. I need to look into it further. But I did hear some rumblings about changing the upfront moving cost to be able to just to have like first month's rent, but then be able to um do last over the course of like Several six months. months. Yeah. Because I did that when I first moved out here. I had yeah. like no money. I, I think I came down here with a hundred and twenty Canadian dollars. There you right? go. Like <laughs> I like that. That's the title of the uh, the autobiography of Chaz. Just me and 120 <laughs> Canadian dollars. I mean, I, I, ate, story. I ate that Taco Bell dollar menu because I needed to survive. You can judge me all you want. I yeah. know there's going to be someone in the comments like, did you have fiery farts, Chaz? And be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're, predi- you're predicting the comments. I like right? it. I like it. Oh, man. Well, uh, outside of housing, I mean, we, we, we have a lot of tough issues that are facing that, that, that same economic uh group you know i mean the the jobs crisis there's no real that i mean that's kind of where it all starts it stems from a lack of income you know and so when you look at these jobs that people have available none of them pay for anything anymore you know they don't they're not paying for your health care you know they're hoping you qualify for obamacare they've got you on the minimum number of hours Mm-hmm. They need to have you on, right? Uh, and, and they're paying you just above what's the least amount they can possibly pay you. You know, that's not the system that the previous generations were raised under. The the system before, you know, you worked hard, they would give you raises based on performance because there was additional money available. But you know, the inflation's caught up with wage, and so I mean, it's not even just caught up. Like minimum wage back in. The 1960s, you could do a lot with that. Like everything was percentage-wise, yeah. Right, but now inflation, like minimum wage, has not kept up with inflation. Inflation has just gone up and up, and it's excuse me, it's not yeah, it's not in line at all. So, and I mean that's kind of you got you've got the jobs problem, which leads to the the lack of funding for housing, and then obviously. The tactics of the housing market now, we're a free market society, so c- putting constraints in and in, in slowing down these processes that create these higher priced uh, income locations is an interesting thing because, I mean, technically you could pass a law and say, I'm sorry, an apartment in downtown Seattle is $650 per bedroom and just say that's it. And but that would be rent control, and that's illegal in the whole state of Washington. Right, but I'm saying that's my point. It is illegal, but I'm you would have to pass a law um, in order to 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 produce that as a uh, as a viable option because otherwise, with the free market society, these uh, apartment owners and these condominium owners, they're going to get the prices they can get. And for some reason, people all over the country, and I suspect some of it has to do with the temporary housing boom of uh, Airbnb. These apartments for people that can afford it are cash flow. You know, if you have eight or nine people coming through a month, paying you your equivalent rent. I mean, yeah. As a former Airbnb host, I was only it was only people staying on my couch in my very very tiny studio apartment. Don't ask me how that worked. It it just did for two and a half years. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, so I'm. But I, yeah. I, you make a lot. Of, oh, I was gonna say sorry. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Um. No, but yeah, no, I I made you and I only made close to my rent during the summer, but it was still extra money. Yeah. Like when I was living like 
I'm me. I should say partially a product of just like the hyperinflation that is Seattle rent prices. Yeah. Like what was it? 2010 is when I moved into that apartment. I believe. No, no. 2011. It's around. Oh, I forget. But 2010, 2011, I moved into the apartment. It was $800 a month because our. Yeah. If you wouldn't believe that. Oh, six years ago, our rental market was a renter's market. Yeah. Not. Yeah. Not a they landlord's built, they market. They built enough uh, temporary housing that they were doing deals and special. And there were empty buildings. Yeah, there were so many empty buildings. You could go to a place. They're like, we need you. Yeah. In this place, right? They were giving deals on deals. Yeah. Right. So I, I saw this place. There was like three places I could choose from for eight hundred dollars, and this one had you know washer and dryer and suite and. All that, all, all, all that highfalutin stuff that people that we know are highfalutin have now. Yeah. But I was like, you mean I can get highfalutin at not highfalutin prices? <laughs> oh yeah, I want that. <laughs> right, but then staying there over time, it just steadily went up every year, every year. And now that same eight hundred dollar apartment, yeah, right, I think now costs sixteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it doubled. Right, in, in it, six it, less than six years. Yeah, so I mean. That's that's at least in like the downtown core, like I, or I would say like it's seeping into Columbia City because I see my friends who live there and yeah they're seeing the prices go up and they they have expensive apartments there and it's going up into like Wallingford and Fremont and yeah and kind of like the middle tier north like Lake coming City. from like even Lake City are getting some things like that too yeah to because I think. Northgate is kind of getting all that area is getting kind of enveloped by Greater Seattle, and I think when the rail opens in four years or whatever, oh yeah, that's just gonna increase dramatically. Once people can go all the way from the airport to Northgate, uh, that's a game changer for, right. for where and, where people choose to live. Right, and that's gonna that's still gonna take like an hour though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, it's it's such a weird system that they put in a mixed-use bus tunnel, so it's not like the trains can just, like, whiz through. It's like they've got buses in front of them I, constantly. And stuff. I have to check, but I think they're going to get rid of the buses down there at some point. Yeah. Once they need to. Yeah. I remember when I first moved here, and I was like, bus well, tunnel? What is this for? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was in the 90s, so I lived here back then, so I can give you a little perspective. Um, our streets weren't as wide. And um, there's been a lot of renovation, and when they've renovated and they've built new buildings, they have more sidewalk and they've widened the streets. And oh. so um, the buses would just get caught in traffic. They were useless. You would just get on a bus and sit on it for two hours, and that's a useless form of transportation. Oh, yeah, of course. And so the bus tunnel, which went way over budget and took way longer than it was supposed to, but and it used a different method than they do now. Now they use the boring machines. Back then, they used the ditch cover method. So they just dug a giant ditch the length of the um, bus tunnel and then covered the road back over it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so it was this huge, expensive project, but it did put a bunch of the buses off the surface streets downtown, and they were able to get from the different destinations in the city without getting caught in that traffic, and it, it worked. Oh, so it did actually have a practical application. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, big ups to y'all then. Yeah. <laughs> so. And it, but then it also, it unfortunately put Seattle on this path where every transportation answer starts with, well, where do we put the tunnel? Like, I mean, everything is, since then has been a tunnel, and 
to their demise. I mean, that Bertha project sat for two years. So I mean, I when I I even I just basically stopped following that, <laughs> like because I'm like no, because like, Ber- did you literally unfollow Bertha on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I should have. You're like you're too slow, boring machine. You're boring. Click unfollow. right, but that's like. <laughs> that's the one that's drilling under our waterfront to, to yeah. be the tunnel that makes up for the it's viaduct. Kind of, it's close to getting done now, I think. I think since they got it going, it's, it's right. Yeah. But I mean, that's the thing about because I think when they talk about drilling, people were getting confused about like Bertha, which is doing uh, the new tunnel that replaces the viaduct versus um, the light rail, the sound, light rail sound one. transit one, yeah. right? That was you know just a workhorse. It's like no, I got this. Yeah, good. yeah, that one went great, <laughs> right? right? It went ahead of schedule. Yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> That makes you wonder, like, those Batman comics about, like, you've got the one shady construction company siphoning money. Their projects always go over budget. Like, is that who's building the Bertha? Like, do we have I one mean, of those shady-ass places that's like, Bertha is turn a pro- the fucker off, we need 20 more million, and then we'll start it up again. Right, Bertha <laughs> is a proprietary um drill, uh-huh. right? So the one company, it's not... It's not mass produced. They, okay. It's very intricately their baby. They didn't pick up the boring machine from Walmart, is what mm, you're saying. Exactly. Like, yeah. Right. There's no like boring machine. Like there's no. It's the Ethan Allen of uh, boring machines. There, there's no like cat for boring machines. There's no Carhartt for boring machines or whatever. <laughs> I'd love to see those commercials. Right. John Dare. Like Brett for Favre. Boring machines. Brett Favre throwing a pass. <laughs> <laughs> like a rock boring machine. <laughs> <laughs> Electric boring machines. Brett Favre won one title. <laughs> We're winning one every day. <laughs> we put the bore in boring. Oh man. Yeah. So there's this whole thing where they needed to just. I think they needed to build the replacement part that broke on it. Oh right. Right. Yeah. And. And then they had to go in and be like, what is wrong with it, actually? Like, we've never had a break before because this is due to us, too. Yeah, yeah, it all sounds. But then, meanwhile, we have this other tunnel that's, like, two miles away drilling like a champ. Right. You know, but this, this generic <laughs> tunnel driller, but different. No, 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 it's not. It, I don't think it's generic. Yeah, I know. No, I just, just think. And I also, you have to take into account that that drill is smaller. Yeah, it is smaller, and right. the the conditions along the waterfront are far different mm-hmm. when you get inland. Yeah, you got a, a more solid material to drill through inland. Yeah, they actually a lot of geologists were pissed that they even thought of doing the drill down there. They're just like, oh, that stuff's basically like a liquid slurry, and so everything you drill just gets refilled. And so between that and the obstacles they were finding, it was, just, it was mm-hmm. pretty much a bad plan. But I, do you think they're ever going to remove the viaduct, or are they just going to replace it? No, they have to remove the viaduct. It's a, it, it's a. But if if an earthquake happens right. and that is standing, like the the big one, what, right? But what if they rebuild like a basically a bridge style steel construction? They could make a, either a viaduct or a single layer. I mean, it, there's probably going to be an elevated roadway there. Like, more than likely, right? Like, because that's removing, even with the tunnel. Well, I think the tunnel is supposed to be, well, actually, you know what? I don't, I, I don't know, have enough information on the tunnel to yeah. speak on it, so let me stop. I'm just like, no matter what they say, I'm just like, I see Seattle leaving some form of elevated roadway there. Like, they'll tear it down due to the seismic upgrades required, and then take, like, two years to build a bridge between the two spots. Like, 
that's kind of how I see Seattle reacting because I don't know. They, that's that's a lot of traffic that they're supposedly just shoving into a tunnel. And... I mean, I think that I mean I think that's why the drill needs to be so big. <laughs> because I think I love that that's Bertha's like selling point. <laughs> she just she just keeps talking about how big she is. I'm the biggest. Well, that's why her name is Bertha. Bertha, All right? I drill through anything. <laughs> well, except for a lead pipe. If I hit one lead pipe, I'm fucked for two years. But other than that, I'm drilling through everything. Oh man, I guess it was a steel pipe. Probably Bertha could chew through a lead pipe. That wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have been a problem. Wouldn't have been a problem. See, there you go, guys. We shouldn't have replaced our pipes. Just left them as lead. No, that's not. That's not a good plan. Uh, all right. So we've solved the housing crisis. We've solved. <laughs> we solved the housing. We all solved, right. We solved the employment struggles of lower income people. Um, <laughs> I don't think we solved shit. We just talked about it. <laughs> uh, yeah. What is your? What was your favorite uh, comic book to read? Growing up, my favorite comic book, hmm. non-graphic novel, straight up, uh, dollar store, not dollar store, but like you know, at the drugstore comic book. Status. I I actually I guess I read a lot of the Sonic the Hedgehog comics growing Sonic up. Sonic the Hedgehog comic, that's a very specific one. Right? No, I mean like it's still going. Well, I mean they had this weird reboot thing. I don't want to get all into it, but yeah, Archie Future comics, Tales and Miles and the whole crew. Mm-hmm. Dr. Robotico or <laughs> Robotnik. Robotnik. Yeah. So it's I don't know if anybody has seen the Saturday AM version of uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. So there was like both of them were voiced by Jaleel, Jaleel White, but one was based off of more the video game and I saw that did one he, on UPN. Wait, did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> He's online. <laughs> I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. Did right. I do that? Yeah. Well, he's on like, do you want some chili dogs? Like, if you listen, like, if you listen to Jaleel White and then you listen to Sonic and you're like, oh my God, that's Jaleel White. <laughs> so, but you know, you really you say that's Urkel because I mean that's how we all refer to Jaleel White. It's Urkel forever. Not anymore because I was called Urkel when I was younger, so I can't. Oh no, I can't. I can't, I can't do that. You're like, you'll only say Stefan. I'm not Stefan Arkell. I'm not, I'm not bougie. Hoffalutin <laughs> <laughs> faking ass uh, motherfuckers. Fuck, it, fuck a Stefan Arkell. It, okay, what, is, what was your favorite TGIF uh, sitcom? Is it is it Family Matters? Shit. Cause Yo, Family Matters was alright. Yo, Full House. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say, y'all, y'all, I'm gonna say Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, was that included in that? Was yeah. it on? Yeah. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper back when Raven Simone was like super tomboyish. But now that was on NBC. Was that not? I don't know if that was part of no, TGI Friday. No, I think I I saw it on TGIF. It was a part okay. of me watching like uh like I remember step by step. So okay, I didn't watch Perfect Strangers because I okay. think Boom. I wasn't cognizant enough to be watching Perfect Strangers. <laughs> <He's> bulky. <laughs> <laughs> but uh huh. So yeah, Perfect Strangers, but Full House, Full House, Step by Step, Step by Step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, Family Matters. Those are the four that I remember. Okay. Right. Those are the ones where I'm like, that's that's my Saturday night right there. I'm uh I'm I'm iffy on your uh on your Hanging with Mr. Cooper, but uh we can we, we can, can look it up. We can look it up. But uh yeah, I I I guess I would have to go for nostalgia purposes. I quote Full House more than anything. So. Oh my God. Full House. So you got it, dude. Right, I I will say sometimes <laughs> how rude. Right, you can't tell me to cut it out. Cut it out. 
So <laughs> oh, full it, house. Sh- shout out to Full House. And uh, I would say back in the day, I I did the uh, the the kind of Batman the animated series style oh, comics. Yeah. Comics. They were like okay. two twenty five, I think, at the time when I was buying them. Oh damn. Okay. Something like that. And uh, yeah, I like I, that. The, Batman the animated series, the TV show was good. I was one. Of oh the, my god, that whole like everything from there to Justice League Unlimited is my shit. With the original X Men and. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like everything that's in that um. Oh, that was included in that DC world. Like, like the Tim. Oh God. Oh God. I'm I'm wait, blanking wait. on his name, but his art style. So it it was it started oh, with right. Batman, then like went to Batman and New Adventures, then went to Superman, then went to Static Shock and the Zeta Project. Okay. And then it went to uh, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, and they are all of the same continuity. So. And then um. So okay, I'm also looking. Oh, at... the, the shorthand of it is the DCAU or the DC oh. Animated Universe. Okay, yeah. So the only thing I know specific about it was I think the uh, Batman the Animated Series was drawn on black paper. Interesting. And that's why it always had that dark tint, no matter what. That's the the Whoa. the status quo. That's okay. crazy. Yeah. Whoa. So anything that was white or the 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 daylight scenes that they did, which was rare. It was mm-hmm. mostly night stuff that was happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's having to be shaded lighter in order to bring light from the. From Whoa, the, that's yeah. crazy! I did not know that. That's Boom. a cool art trick. Yeah, yeah, and that that I think that's what gave it its signature look, kind of separated it from what I remember. Also, was the uh, the um, wait, what were you we talking? Oh, X Men series that came on after it. On. Oh, the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's it. That was it. That was it. There's so much information about Hangwin Miss Cooper. First of all, first came out in 1997. It looks like is when they're they're quoting it. Um, we can hear the theme. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, play that, Joe. What's my theme music? Oh my god, that's pretty great. Yo, Haywood Cooper was my shit. It had Holly Robinson on there, dog. Uh, no, that Holly is Holly Robinson. That is that's some so- No solid. Holly Robinson could get it anyway. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, she's Oh yeah, she's on point. She's for surely on point. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That was a different time, man. This is 90s. Right? It was a good era. I remember so Hanging with Cooper was weird and the one thing I remember from that is that there was an end of an episode where he's like, Oprah's on, time to get naked. I'm like, really? <laughs> what? What? Yeah, he's all like, I love to watch Oprah naked. I'm all like, why do you need to watch Oprah naked? So just seeing someone like incredibly wealthy that's completely it. Right? Naked and vulnerable. And every time I think of that, it makes me think of the Cards Against Humanity card watching Nickelodeon naked. And I'm like, so, okay, 1997 okay. <laughs> when they released the DVD. It actually came out in 92, and you are correct. It Duh. was on ABC on Tuesdays in primetime after uh, Full House, and then 
show found its niche as an addition to the TGIF Friday night lineup. Boom! 93 to 96. Holy shit. <laughs> I knew I used to watch that on TGIF. Yeah, man. That was good. You had that, man. I liked, I, that, I liked the debate, though. We were held We were held in the balance trying to figure out. Plus, we got to hear the uh, the theme song to hang yeah, with Mr. Cooper. Right, so, it, you know what? I wonder, I wonder if Netflix is going to get that. I know, right? Like, we got to hit them up. They should. Have all this? I bet you most of them are like on YouTube or something. That's one of those that probably. So now that makes me want to think of what else on TGIF. Excuse me. That I don't remember. The TGIF was a big part of my childhood. Yeah. So on Friday nights, some Friday nights was the night that my family and I would always go food shopping. So I'd get home from school. I don't know, like three, four. My dad would get home from school, or because he. He worked at the same school that I went to. Right. So then you get home around six, and I'm like, "Yo, we gotta watch Hang." Like, just like we gotta watch some TGIF. So I'm like, "Can we go to the supermarket but make it fast?" Right. Right. Like, yeah, I got you. My and, dad and I used to do that. We lived in this neighborhood up here. We were in Wallingford, mm. and we had to hit the Larry's, which is now not a thing. Oh wow. But we would try to hit in Larry's and try to like swoop through the aisles, grab what we wanted, and get back to watch TV. Right. But yeah. Not TGIF usually though. For us, it was uh, we were into the late night mm. TV comedy stuff. Yeah, he's looking at his phone, folks. All right, I'm gonna give you guys an update on what's on. Well, no, I was looking up more TGIF shows and stuff because I kind of I kind of like that train. TGIF lineup history. Oh, um, oh, oh, boy! It means the world. Think, oh shit, dude, <laughs> dude! The last season of Webster. And Mr. Belvedere were on the original, oh, pre-TGIF lineup. Okay. So the year before they had TGIF, the lineup was Webster, Mr. Belvedere, to different strokes for half the season, followed by Mr. Sunshine. And then Benson. Remember Benson? Oh, yeah. I haven't actually seen any episodes of that show. I just know about the show. Then they turned it into two things, and then they had Friday movie night, and then in the fall of, it looks like, 87... No, 88. They lined it up with Perfect Strangers, Full House, Mr. Belvedere, and Just the Ten of Us. I don't remember Just the Ten of Us. That was the first two years they ran that. Um, Family Matters, though, man. That was the second season. Dinosaurs, dude. Yes, that's what I just saw. I was like, dinosaurs. Not the mama. But the baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> dinosaurs. Yeah, that was like a thing for a while. Yeah, that show was my jam back in the day. TGIF was everything. Yeah, TGIF had a lot going for it. Right. Uh, step by step, we had what? Patrick Duffy, Suzanne mm-hmm. Summers, uh, the brother Cody. Right. <laughs> lived, uh, lived in the van. Oh, God. What was the name of the uh, the tomboy girl on there? I think was her name. Uh, you know what? Can I get some links? Can Let's I get see. Some links? Uh, and then they and then they started slipping. They put some stuff in that didn't work. Camp Wilder, Baby Talk, and then they got hanging with Mr. Cooper. Oh, sister, sister. Wait, that was on TGIF too. <laughs> oh my god, what? Oh, TGIF. Oh. oh my god, I crushed on them so hard when I was younger. But I was always more of a Tamara fan because Tia, Tia was all uptight. She was like, I'm book smart. Yeah. What are you doing, Tamara? I don't know. Things. Eating candy. 
<laughs> they had their Fuck own personalities. They looked alike, but <laughs> right. they were different. Exactly. Yeah. Oh my God. A boy meets world, of course. Oh, boy meets world. Topanga. Topanga. We're Topanga. We're all just looking for our Topanga. Yo, man. yo, can we just get a like? We get a special shout out to Topanga. Topanga's out right? there. Right. I mean, for real, guys. That's the only reason why I watch Girl Meets World. Like for real. <laughs> like for real. Though. Just to get your update on what's going on with Topanga. Exactly. Uh, Muppets Tonight, which didn't make it for very long. Um, God, they keep trying to bring the Muppets back. That's like a thing, huh? I mean, the Mountain the Muppets had a like a pretty good run with their variety show in the late '80s. Yeah. Right. So they just, I guess they just keep making a run for it. Yeah, I mean because generations change, it, right? So if dude, you wanted to re-resonate with a group of people dude, to remain its iconic status, you got. It's to. the origin of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I watched the shit out of that show too. And it's the original home of Clueless. Oh shit! Okay, TGIF is everything apparently. Because <laughs> <laughs> then remember they only had Clueless for a year, and then I think it moved to like the CW or something. But uh, that's where uh, the only guy that carried over from the movie, because wasn't he still in it? And he later was in Scrubs. Oh, oh. I think he was in the TV yeah. show version. Oh God, I can't even remember and, his like, name. He was right cool now. in interviews back in the day, because he'd be like, "Yeah, I know, it's kind of Donald Faison." Yeah, he's yes. like, "I know they they offered me enough money, man. I know I'm the only one from the movie, but like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I get it. But they had uh oh." Yeah, oh, I forget. The Hughleys? The, the Hughleys was on the, Yo! <laughs> yo. <laughs> this is blowing my mind, dude. Yo, this is like, this, uh, just so you guys are aware, this spans literally, well, I guess I'm up to about 10 years at this point, because it's from 88 now to 99, they were still running it, and that's when they added uh, the Hughleys. And, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, I used to watch the Hughleys. I watched Boy Meets World. Two guys and a girl. That's two guys and a girl in a pizza place, oh, right? I even watched Making the Band. Nope. No, that was back when O-Town was on that junk. Oh, the original Making the Band before it jumped to MTV. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about original O-Town. That's right. That's so funny, man. Yo, ABC, ABC was on something then for a minute. Yo, because they had like all all these shows. Wait, so so when did Smart Guy come on? Because I remember I used to watch that show a lot too. I just can't remember if that's uh, I don't think it's TGIF. And then they they consider after 2000 whatever lineup it was on is no longer the TGIF lineup. It's just like yeah, yeah. because they didn't call it that anymore. Yeah. And later it would have things like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And they brought back America's Funniest Home Videos, so yeah, that's pretty funny, man. Wow, it was iconic for us for that for that one decade. Yeah, no, that's definitely like because I'm a '90s kid, right? Mr. So, Belvedere, Perfect Strangers, Step by Step, the Hu- all the way to the Hughleys. The Hughleys, wow. I did not even. The, oh my god! Uh, you know, <laughs> if you're ever looking for a comic to catch you off guard, it's D.L. Hughley. So right? It's just you don't expect it, and he's right there. But if he, I, because he's always on the D.L. I he's mean, what you expect? On the D.L. Oh, he was back. oh snap! <laughs> can't go past that <sighs> well i mean we've solved a lot of uh we've solved a lot of things today um we've talked about comics we've talked about tv i guess i guess kind of the the theme that i'm seeing here i know people would want for us to give like you know real solutions 
But I guess kind of the theme of the show is, like, think about the real difficult stuff, but then if you got to once in a while take a moment to kind of get lost in something that's cool or fun, that's part of life, too. Yeah, you know, no, of course. You don't need to spend 24 hours a day worrying about the world's problems. I mean, right, you need balance. you got to have balance, yeah. And so we we choose to kind of invest our times in these movies and these pop culture things and and learning about trivia and then when we want to and we feel like there's an avenue that we can help we uh will exert a little more serious energy you know so. yeah no i feel i feel you on that like that's that's basically what it was about and then we want to we're gonna get some guests on here once we figure out like maybe some deeper episodes to talk about yeah because i'm kind of in that moment where i'm probably going to switch over to politics <laughs> only because one so recently the gop was all about the ethics um ethics committee the one that was created when the three members went to jail because they were having issues like that's why it was created like for reals and then i you know what i haven't looked into it very much but i just heard today that they're rescinding taking down that committee so i'm just like well okay yeah that's uh and that's gonna be the the administration people that are already there or is that just talk from the the incoming administration that that's going through yeah i mean it was done i mean is it already done i mean the congress and oh, the senate is, is, are oh are already in session they're already in session oh my gosh right wow. yeah so so like day one or day one in session let's fuck shit up i wow. mean if so, you're gonna be evil don't be twirling your mustache so the ethics committee is is like in process of being invalid. Wow, that's uh. I mean, it was, but then they are they are rescinding on that, just the way that Megyn Kelly's rescinding on Fox News. Oh, horrible segues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, she's uh, she's gonna no longer be there and go over to NBC, and uh, that's an interesting play. Um, a, a former rival of Trump's and eventually became a supporter. To some degree, uh, uh, I well, don't think she's a supporter. She, I, I, I watched an interview with her, and she was talking about how Donald Trump actually, she, she was at one of his resorts for a ladies, a ladies weekend, and right. they, he was like Trump. Trump basically is always like, hey, like basically Donald Trump, real talk is like, I'm gonna use my money to try to t- uh, to try to stick my dick in you, like that's Donald Trump. Yeah. Right. So, and he basically played that game with Megyn Kelly. He's all like, "Oh yeah, let me take care of you. Yeah. Oh yeah, you coming out here? I want to make sure you have everything." She was just like, "No, I don't need that. I'm good." Right. But he's like, "No, I insist. I insist. Yeah, no, I insist." And she was like, "No, roll back. I got my own money, fam." Right. And then I mean, because he's just always trying to stick his penis into something <laughs> i mean what do you think that one like yeah he's like yeah when you when you're somebody you can always you know touch your pussy like it's like okay like this is your president y'all the president so what i want i want you know what i'm calling it right now president trump is gonna try to stick his penis into angelo merkel sorry <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Wow. Wow, that's that's definitely here first. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> when you started that, I didn't know that's where that was going. Um yeah, that's I, I mean that that all especially stemming from the Megan Kelly NBC <laughs> news story. 
It's a lot. It's is that gonna be her first news story? <laughs> I'm a Megan Kelly here for Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> Why she got a deep voice? <laughs> <laughs> this is how she talks when she's on NBC. She's got to be like Brokaw. <laughs> We're losing Chaz, people. Uh, yeah. So Megan Kelly's moving to NBC. That's gonna be uh. It's going to be interesting. Clearly, she's there to cover um, politics, right? I mean, that's her foray, her her strength, right? She's probably not just going there to be, like, sent to places that have storms and things, right? Like, Oh, well, no. I mean, I haven't really looked into what she'll be doing at NBC. I mean, I've seen her. She definitely does the, like, the interview style on a show because like, she has her own show. So, actually, you know what? I don't even really watch her show, but so yeah, I haven't. I, I yeah, I don't. I don't watch a lot of Fox News. I gotta admit, right? I, I get. I get my my fill of of that perspective, so that I'm aware of what the arguments are. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't sit through the programming anymore. I did watch about a half an hour long thing that was going into like Black Lives Matter, but like it it was it was basically the same. Like it was it just reiterated every single argument that we've heard before. It was always white people being like, well, we blame you for your own problems because we don't understand history, right? Yeah. And and then black people are just like, like, no, we have these problems, right? And we're working to try to fix them. Yeah. Well, we need some help, man. Right? Like, it, and I was just like, okay. And, it, and the thing that got me, it was just a bunch of people just like, they were, it was just a bunch of people talking at each other. Right. There, there was no healthy discourse. And I feel like that's what, Fox News loves to do get two talking heads, make them talk at each other, and then say that's news. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so finished off the segment. Right. Well, that's all the time we have. Yeah. Oh, oh add in some incredulity about just everything. Yeah. It's all like so. Ten today's news. Did you hear about the Chick Fil A incident? <laughs> like, <laughs> like so. <laughs> Chick Fil A incident. Oh my gosh, man. Oh my gosh! All right, all right. Well, we better <laughs> we better reel it in. We better reel it in. We've got uh, we've got ethics committee. You you've hit on that topic. You hit on the Megyn Kelly. Is there any other uh, hot button issues you've got? You want to let the public know? Get off your chest. Are you? Uh, what's on your docket this week? Any any? I mean, other than that, just like I mean. I just gotta consume more conservative media just to see, just to see what they're saying about everything. But like, I'm trying to find, you know what? Real talk, guys, in the comments or you know, get at me on Twitter at crsii and let me know about good conservative channels that do good conservative uh, discourse, right? Right. I I only know the caricature of what a conservative is right i don't actually know what a real conservative is and and like let me know what the nuance of conservatism is too like like this this one is more like center right but this one's like so far far right and then this one is just breitbart so no (laughs) and to the smooth jazz intro of the Hughleys. Oh, I was like, what the hell? Random. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to chill you out, man, before we land this airplane. Just let you reminisce those cool, calm Clinton 90s. Yeah. 
that's uh that was it. It was only twenty four seconds long. It's a short short intro. There's right when they're hitting the uh that era of short intros. Oh yeah. You know. I kinda do miss the the long intro though. <laughs> like Every the time theme the song. theme song. Yeah. Like yeah. Having to pause with the whole cast somewhere. Right. Oh. <laughs> it was on like a roller coaster or at a picnic or Oh man, kids say they won't even know it. Now it's just like flash of a logo created by Steven Baccio. Right, like I've been watching The Flash and The Flash is like, my name is Barry Allen and I'm the fastest man alive. Okay. I love that show though, but god damn it, Barry. Alright. He's all like and I did this like he always sounds like he's about to cry. Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Chess. I can't wait till we get we can get a third person in here and like we'll see how serious we can keep this this sh- this show when we we'll have a little more balance with, with another adult in the room. That's true. Oh man. Alright, let's see, uh I think I think I have a funny way to go out. So go ahead and follow us as usual. Uh, we're available at How You Live In. Uh, we're waiting to be on iTunes. I submitted it, so they're reviewing. Uh, hopefully that it goes through this week. Otherwise, oh, snap. you can Google that. I'm sure you'll find Knowledge Multimedia, which is where it's hosted. Uh, follow Chaz once again at CRSII on Twitter. Twitter. And I think you can probably see some of my more deeper things on Tumblr. Just look for Chaz Bass on Tumblr. Chaz Bass. Sometimes I write some. Is that just C H A Z B A Z? B A Z Z. Boom. Right. You can you can learn what goes on in the inner mind of the Chaz Bass. Anyway, other than that, um, you guys have a good week. Make sure if you're in the Seattle area to look out for those uh, vouchers that will be coming in. Do some due diligence to see who are the incumbents of the city council and the city attorney. And also see who's going in. I think once that time comes, I do want to take a little bit of time on yeah. the podcast to like talk about it. Talk about who's who and all that. Do do some nice research. Let y'all know what, what about we're doing that. here in Seattle. Yeah. We'll, uh, right. Of course, we'll on... We'll have our callback to our callbacks, right? <laughs> I'll listen to this and I'll hear the things that we didn't bring up. Uh, so. uh, of course, you gotta you gotta stay alert, stay woke, and you know January twentieth is just around the corner, and we gotta make sure that he does not fuck things up too bad. A lot. Yeah, exactly. Right, because you know he's gonna fuck shit up. Keep your head above water. Follow right, me. Right, because he's trying to stick his penis in the Angelo Marco. <laughs> All right, how <laughs> y'all living? Exactly. Peace <laughs> out, guys. Take care. Peace.